Welcome to Room 366, an innovative space for anyone involved in education, whether you be a teacher, student, parent, community member, or business member. In this podcast, we're going to be interviewing educators, policymakers, entrepreneurs, and so many others, all who want to make a difference in the lives of their children in their community. And we're talking about local here in Augusta, we're talking about Georgia, we're talking about nationwide in the U.S., but we're also talking about international. All of us join together to make that difference. But first, let me introduce us. I'm Dr. Ashley Guest. I am the Assistant Professor of STEM and STEAM Education at Augusta University in Georgia. And I am Amanda Cruz. I am a graduate student at Augusta University who's interested in community involvement, nonprofit work, and creating a culturally diverse and accepting environment for all students. And I'm Jennifer Bateman, a former science teacher and graduate student involved in STEM and STEAM education and generally interested in promoting and supporting integrative teaching strategies for all students and teachers. We are so excited to share these conversations with all of our listeners each week. Welcome to Room 366, the inaugural podcast um, for us. We're so excited that you're here. I'm Dr. Ashley Guess, Assistant Professor of STEM and STEAM Education here at Augusta University in Augusta, Georgia. And I brought along with me my team. Let me let them introduce themselves to you. Hey everyone, my name is Amanda Cruz. Um, I got my bachelor's from Augusta University in anthropology, and now I am a graduate student at Augusta University studying public administration. Hey everyone, my name is Anne-Marie Ustry, and I'm currently an undergrad student here at Augusta University. I am currently in the middle grades education program, and I'm also a student assistant for the teaching and leading department. Hey everyone, this is Jennifer Bateman. I'm a former science educator and graduate student at UGA, and I'm interested in bringing quality, innovative education to all students. And we are super excited because for our first podcast, we have chosen to interview you, Dr. Guest. And we want to introduce you to our listening community so that they can hear your passion and why it's so important to you and how you have disseminated that passion to all of us. That's why we follow you. <laughs> yes, and actually we, we are such a great team. So what you'll hear is Amanda and Jennifer will be doing podcasts with me. And then the only way we're able to keep our heads screwed on is because Anne-Marie is behind the scenes sending us notes and keeping us squared away. And she does all of our scheduling and everything. So we are an amazing team. We influence each other. We encourage each other. We walk together. So thank you. I'm yes. looking forward to, to answering the questions. Today. Yay. Let's think of it more like a conversation conversation okay right? a conversation among friends so will you talk to us tell us how you got here how did you become ashley guest phd steam education yeah that's a kind of a long story but to give you the reader's digest version i um was a um biology major in um gosh back in the 80s and I, the reason I was a biology major 
was because my mom and dad told me they thought it would be crazy for me to be a musical theater major, which is what I wanted to do. And back then, you know, this was before computers even. I, I, I was amazing in college because I had an electric typewriter, okay? I was all that. Um, we just didn't do, you know, it, 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 we, they were worried about me being able to support myself. And so they encouraged me to go, my parents encouraged me to go into biology. And I'm, you know, I loved science. I love science. And so I became a biology major, Bachelor of Science. And then I told myself I would never teach. So I went, tried to go uh, get a job um, to support myself with a Bachelor of Science in Biology. Uh, yeah, no, it didn't work. I, I was like paid less than, I, I mean, it's just, I couldn't support myself. So then I thought, okay, I got to go to grad school. I went to grad school to do cellular and molecular biology. And in the meantime, I got married and then I was working with um, um, radioactive tagged stuff in my research. And so that didn't go along with being pregnant because that's, I got pregnant. And so I stopped and became a stay-at-home mom. And then calamity happened in my life. Um, my daughter was run over by a car. Her brother was um, hurt in the same accident. And my husband left all at the same time. Turns out he didn't, he wasn't paying any of our bills and we had no home to live in and no insurance. I kid you not, I cannot make this up. So I found myself needing to support critically injured children. And I chose to teach because it was best for my kids. And you know what, guys? It's amazing how things happen because I found my passion. Through going through all that craziness, I found that I was able to connect in a meaningful way with every, with most every kid in front of me. Not because I understood their particular situation, but because I had empathy for the struggle. And that became kind of my mission. And I have to tell you, it's been one heck of a ride. So I taught um, chemistry in K-12. Um, in upstate South Carolina. Then I was able to teach um, at the community college level in South Carolina. Um, and then I got the opportunity to do a PhD, which I'd always wanted to do. And I found, I specifically chose not a PhD in science ed. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I chose STEM education because all of those years, remember what I wanted to major in? musical theater. I had always really learned in the context of arts and I knew that I could bring that to the table. And so I went to um, Virginia Tech, was um, working full-time, doing a graduate degree, and um, I finished that degree in um, integrative STEM education and was so thrilled to be invited to come to Augusta University to, to not only bring STEM, but most of my research is in STEAM. And so that's why I'm here. Whew. Wow, what a journey. I and know. we are so excited to be part of your journey since you have landed here yeah. in Augusta. Um, so talk to us a little bit more about your passion about STEM and STEAM education. And can you really bring out the the little eye that goes in front of it. Yeah. People that are in your class or that have taken your class will understand what I mean, but talk about that little eye in front of eye stem or eye steam. 
Yeah, I will. So the whole thing about STEM and STEAM, you have to understand just because you teach science does not mean you're a STEM instructor. Just because you teach math does not mean you're a STEM instructor. The STEM with putting it all together means something. It means that we're bringing together the disciplines so that we can bring authenticity and relevance to the student today. And the specific definition of STEM and STEAM, or let's start with STEM, is where the teacher intentionally plans to bring the content, but also the practices associated with math and science and allow the kids opportunities to apply those content and practices, those standards and practices, apply them through the design process with outcomes in engineering or engineering technologies, there's your T, um, so that would be STEM, okay? The thing is, is those of us that really research STEAM, we look at the design process. And if you look at the design process that underpins engineering and, technolo and engineering technologies, and you look at the design process that underpins arts, and I mean arts globally, okay? So I'm not talking about painting all the time. I'm saying it could be language arts. It could be music, it could be theater, it could be, um, you know, performing arts, it could be um, visual arts, arts that is underpinned by design. Those two design processes are parallel. By including the A as an outcome of the design process, we also provide a ramp for so many kids into the STEM building that who have traditionally been locked out. So this is why I have such a passion for STEM and STEAM, because the design process is that inclusive environment whereby we can bring children in and empower them and lay at their feet options that they never had before or didn't feel like they could partake in. Um, so not only do I talk about a STEM or STEAM educational approach that I just described, but I talk about an integrative STEM or STEAM uh, educational approach, not integrated. Okay, so all you language arts people out there, what's the difference between ED and IVE? I've actually had another professor actually argue with me saying, oh, it's just semantics. There's no difference. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, IVE is very different than ED. ED means past, done, over. If I make integrated instruction, I've done it, perhaps before I've even met the students that I'm teaching. But an integrative approach is one that's dynamic, present now and responsive to the students that are in front of us and need us to attend to their individual needs as well as collective for the class. So all that to say, I am a proponent to for an integrative STEM or STEAM approach to education. Awesome. And that A really also stems from a personal love of the arts and theater from your 
younger days. It you sure will. does. The musical theater. I also play classical clarinet, jazz, saxophone, and um, but I, I draw stick figures. So drawing. That's so funny. <laughs> and and now that you're here in this community, how have you helped to inspire educators to incorporate that I STEAM or STEAM education into their curriculum more successfully? Yeah. Well, when we when I first got here, you know, luckily for me, the state of Georgia has really been kind of a trailblazer. They already had in place a an avenue for schools to become STEM or STEAM um, schools. Um, but then what happened that year that I came here was that the state also approved a STEM endorsement. And so I kind of came out of the gate ready to teach those graduate level classes. And um, so I now teach a STEM endorsement here at Augusta University. Um, and I teach it explicitly integrative STEM and integrative STEAM so that a teacher can come out of this series of classes um, being empowered to implement this in their classroom. And they can choose a STEAM approach or a STEM approach that is, um, you know, responsive to what their students or their school uh, needs. And so, so that's how I kind of connect with teachers now is through teaching the STEM and STEAM endorsement. Officially by the state though, it's a STEM endorsement. Um, I also saw the need um, when I first got here, I went on kind of a, I guess you could call it a walking tour. I wanted to learn the schools and wanted to listen to what teachers and students were saying about STEM education. And you know what I found was a lot of people really thought that, oh, I teach science, so I'm STEM. They just thought it was like synonymous terms. I, I heard a big um, disconnect. I also noticed through research and um, I guess observation that even though we were providing opportunities for kids um, maybe to do um, competitions and such, that those competitions were still locking kids out. They still cost a lot of money or they still happen after school when some kids don't have rides, or they still are requiring parent participation when some kids don't have that. And I really I really want people to hear me and, and say, it's my passion to foster equity towards equality. And so I, I saw this as a need. All kids deserve the opportunity that STEM, integrative STEM and STEAM education can, can provide. I also saw the need for teachers to be able to practice it. And, you know, it's a scary thing to change your whole practice. It really is. And so I wanted to be able to provide a way for teachers maybe who aren't quite ready to do that formalized, um, you know, course of study at the graduate level. They didn't want to do the endorsement. They were afraid. They wanted to try it out. So we came up with a competition for kids called Steamify. And it is something that is not just for kids, but for teachers. So they can bring it to their classroom and try it out without the you know big scary thing of being actually in an endorsement, that commitment. And we brought it because 
it's something that can be done in the classroom every single day. Um, and it is built around the model of integrative STEM and STEAM education that I teach. So th those are the ways I'm really kind of involving myself, I guess. So I was actually going to ask you what inspired you to create Steamify, but you just answered our question, which I is did. great. So, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I got going. No, it's awesome. I love it. It's, you were just, you were on a roll, Dr. Guess. And I you're, was. <laughs> and, but it, it shows your passion behind why you created Steamify and why it is such a successful um, competition each year. And so um, the next question I, I want to go into is, now that we have Steamify, where do you see it going in the next years? And what are your goals? Wow, that's a big question. So, well, let me just say COVID has interrupted Steamify along with everybody else, you know. We can't invite students to campus. Last year we had over 800 students, just students now. We're not talking about the coaches and the parents and everybody who came to campus. Um, we, we have to do it virtually this year. So we could have canceled, but you know, we received so many emails from teachers saying, please don't do that. Don't cancel it. We, the kids need it, right? And, and so do the teachers to be, to be honest. So, and, and, you know, we've taken most of the cost out of it too. We, the, the Steamify normally only costs a $30 fee for students up to seven kids on a, um, a team. Doesn't even pay for the t-shirts we give them, okay? How do we do it? We leverage community. Community in Augusta has been amazing. We all want kids to have these opportunities. We do. And Steamify gives a vehicle for people to participate in a meaningful way together collectively to make a big impact. Um, and so I'm so proud of that. And and Steamify also gives students opportunities. Those winning the kids who win the the each competition, we give them trips places. They, for example, the kids who won the aeronautical engineering last year, they got to go to the airport and ride in a Cessna around Augusta and go into the hangars and, and check it out. What a cool opportunity. We, we worked with the state and provided busing for kids who, who were coming from five hours away and the school couldn't afford a bus. So you see, everybody's taking a hand. Um, but we couldn't do it this year because of COVID. So you know what we did? We got together. You see this team of people who were with me here. They're they're like my right and left hand because I can't, it's not a one person gig. It's a community. It's a team effort. And um, so what we've done is we've changed some of the challenges. Our partners, AARP, who are providing us with our grand challenge this year, we're so supportive. And we're going to announce those new challenges today the day of this podcast the day it airs and um and it's it's even reduced fee beyond the 30 it's 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 going to be ten dollars for students just to to be a part and um that's super exciting and so so we are 
going to have this competition. It's going to be all virtual and we're going to announce the winners on March 6th live streaming. Um, and, and I think that our commitment to pushing this forward for the community should show how much, how important it is. And it's not just my dream anymore. It really isn't. You share it with me. Everybody who participates, who brings a kid, who, who joins us, shares it with me. It's a shared dream. And the really cool thing is through this podcast, we're going to be able to introduce you to so many of those people who share the dream. And we just really want each one of you who are listening to come alongside us, walk with us, share the dream with us, because it can happen. And guess what? I don't think I answered all of your question, Emery, but that's the way I wanted to answer it. What do you think? Do I need to follow up? It's great. Um, <laughs> I guess my only other question would be is now that you've kind of talked about um, what Steamify and what we're doing right now, um, give me one future goal. Oh yeah, future goal. Oh, future goal for Steamify would be that we, in 10 years, are hearing from students as they come back and say, I'm a STEM professional. I stayed in cybersecurity. I am a, uh, I am a doctor. I am a um, computer science expert. I am a mathematician people staying in the STEM disciplines, that would be one goal. And they come back and say, Steamify made the difference. It showed me that I could do it. The other, the other thing though, is I would want, I really want all teachers across the nation. And honestly, I want all teachers globally. We are such a global society now. I want teachers to know. I want to hear from teachers. You know what? I didn't know teaching could be so joyful. I would love to bring empowerment and joy back to so many teachers who have been burdened with rote and standards and testing. Does an integrative STEAM education take away those things? No, absolutely not. It is founded in teaching standards and testing, okay? It has to be there, but it brings the joy back. And I, I would love, those are, those are goals. They're kind of lofty, but I just, would love to hear that. Yep. I think those are great goals, Dr. Guess. <laughs> but I do want to switch gears a little bit. Um, I'm sure from the few times that I've said it, our listeners do know that I do not have a teaching background like any of our other team members. <laughs> I've not been a teacher. I'm not studying to be a teacher. But I do think that STEM and STEAM practices can be used in the workplace. Do you see how we could use those practices um, to support individuals in a professional setting, in the professional workplace? 100%. Let me say why. First of all, in professional settings, there's always training that happens. We've all been in the trainings where it's like you're snoozing. You can't stand it. You're there. You're thinking, I have so many other things I could be doing. I could be cutting my nails. I could be washing my hair. I could be doing things that are so much. I could be um, waxing my car. I could be, 
we all go through that. Okay, I'm just, I threw the waxing of the car in for people who don't, aren't interested in cutting their nails or washing their hair. The point is, training is teaching. And while you may not necessarily do it standards-based like we do in the K-12 classroom, I would submit, this is me on my soapbox since you've given me the opportunity, I would submit that a lot of business training should align themselves with good teaching practice. And so it is directly applicable. And I talk with business folks all the time. They ask me, how can I make this better? How can I make it more relevant? There you go. That's the answer. The other piece, which is related, Amanda, and, and is that, again, let me reiterate, teaching is a team sport. Public education is reliant upon public. It is not just a teacher's responsibility. Yes, we are the leader in our classroom, but we have to have reliance upon the community that surrounds us. We should be walking hand in hand. And so therefore what's happening in the classroom relies on community members being an explicit and intentional part of that. Of course, with the teacher who has a vision, that's what this iSTEM and STEAM education um, will provide is a clear vision for this incorporation, but I think that businesses, it only benefits business to invest in kids because the kids then will come back and be a part of that business, right? And the community in which the business lives and exists and resides and, and thrives. So I think from two aspects, it is essential. And I do think that that makes sense. And I know we were talking a little bit earlier about how the design process really is a key feature in STEM and STEAM teachings. Um, and with that relates to creativity, you're wanting to teach children to be creative, especially in their design process. Could you talk a little bit about how that sort of creativity could be used in a professional office? Oh, sure. Well, so let's first take a moment to think about, and we're we're kind of insulated from it in Augusta, so we don't see it as much, but hopefully other people are listening in other parts of the country and other parts of the world. Um, you, if you just travel even to Atlanta, okay, pretty close, you know what you'll find? You'll find kiosks where you could go to uh, McDonald's and not even see a person. Now, see, we don't, I don't know of a place in Augusta that that's happening right now, but I know I've seen it. I've had students tell me they've been to Las Vegas and they went and ordered a drink at a bar and there was a mechanical arm doing it for it. There were no bartender. Okay. I, I, all of these examples, there's lots of projections about what, what jobs are going to be gone and because of driverless cars and trucks and such, automation has changed the dynamic. We no longer need people necessarily who are just going to do rote things all the time. We need people who are willing to think on their own, be on their feet, be able to pivot as technology 
changes the game. Are we prepared to do that? Are we preparing kids to do that? Um, in the business setting, who do you want? Do you want the kid who can communicate, who can contribute, or do you want the kid who's just gonna do whatever they're told without thinking about it, without contributing, without participating? The vast majority of businesses that I talk with say they want the former and not the latter. And so teaching in this manner enables kids to do that. So, sorry about that. I was thinking, I was processing what you were saying and then I realized, oh, it's my turn to talk again. <laughs> so you're, we are all putting such pressure this is what i'm hearing from you we are all putting not necessarily precious pressure but an enormous task on our teachers mm -hmm. because we are essentially asking them to create innovators for the next generation yeah and that is not an easy task mm -mm. when you were not necessarily an innovator to begin with yeah so what do you say to those teachers especially with COVID going on, how do yeah. they get through the muck and remember that that is the end goal? We are trying to prepare the world's innovators for their next step. Gosh, that's a big question. Well, first of all, what I run into a lot with teachers is they hate being uncomfortable. So what do I mean by that? The thing is, is when you're in the design process, you don't always have the answer. You're working towards an answer, right? It's through the process that the cognitive changes happen. The power is in the process. The problem with that is the process doesn't have finality. And the teacher is usually uncomfortable. We want to be able to say, okay, let's do this. This is check it off. Okay, good. Let's put that away and let's start the new thing. All right. And, and, and that is a very uncomfortable place for teachers um, because teachers back me up on this. You've got a class of 25, 30 kids that you're just thinking, can I get through the day? Right. Let alone the, everybody's innovating on their own and it's, and it's a mess and it's crazy. And, you know, it's just hard. So there's no judgment here, but I'm saying, how can teachers move forward? Um, well, first of all, you got to forgive yourself. It's okay. The thing is, is remember that you are in the process too. Becoming comfortable in the uncomfortable is one of those things that we need to do because we're in such a technological global society. It's part of how we live now, right? So you're becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable is going to be essential for your kids to learn the same. The next thing is the aspect of trust. So an explicit part of STEM or an I-STEM and STEAM educational approach is that you need to trust your colleagues. You can't know everything at all times. You need to look at your colleagues and find a way to leverage what they know and then do it together. 
The integrative STEM or STEAM approach capitalizes on everybody's expertise. And, and that's hard for a teacher too, because I know when I was teaching, especially when I had my own classroom, my K-12 experience, I, I was like worried about people coming in and judging me or, or, you know, being watched or somebody, I, I don't know, all of this, the fear that was there. The thing is, again, part of the design process is failure. And it's okay. It really is. Failure with a person who is efforting to be better is different than failure for a person who doesn't care and is neglectful. Okay. It, I have, I don't know if I have ever met a teacher who is, doesn't care and is neglectful. I mean, I just haven't. The teachers that I know are teachers who care. They do it because they, they, they care. They want to do their best. The thing is, is you're going to fail. You are. That's reality. But surrounding yourself with colleagues, whether they are right next door to you or they are down the, down the hall or whether they're even in a different school or a different district or a different state or a different country, finding a network that you can rely on, so important and empowering. That's how I get through the days too. It's because, you know, these, for those of you listening, these people who are surrounding me, who are here with me, does it matter that one's an undergraduate and one's a master's degree student and one's, no, we're all in it together. They hold me accountable. They also encourage me. And I hope I do the same for them. And I want to bring that to each teacher and that's how they can get through the days. So I do have a question that as someone who is not a teacher, or I guess I should say my concentration areas are not math and they're not science. They're language arts and they're social studies. Mm -hmm. So as, as a future teacher and for all the teachers that are teaching right now and have yet to apply a STEM program of some kind into their classroom, how do we as teachers get our feet wet in order to move forward the to do the next thing to maybe participate in things such as Steamify. Yeah. So again, that's, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens in baby steps. So I think the, the, a baby step would be to start by looking at the Steamify challenges. Okay. You do some investigating, you check it out. Um, you start by doing that. Read it. That is a really good place to start. Now, did you notice how I didn't say go to the internet and and Google Steam? Why did I not say that? Because <laughs> there's all kind of stuff out there. It'll be confusing, right? Because you got a lot of people out there trying to make Steam their thing, and so they can get, you know, it's 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 our society. You want to go somewhere where you know that the 
that who's ever working on these things is is committed to authentic integrative STEM and STEAM education. That's number one. Um, so go check out the challenges because what you'll see, even if you go to the Steamify website, um, and you can just Google Steamify Augusta University. So what you'll find is an archive. Believe it or not, in our first year, the whole context of the competition was social studies. So we had a social studies context, and then we have um, challenges where students are addressing this, this challenge in social studies through dance, through engineering, through um, visual arts, through spoken word. You'll see how that structure is. Um, the other thing that you remember, you should remember is the A provides the context to be inclusive of language arts, right? Because the design process underpins language arts. It's there. And so it's an automatic given that language arts are an explicit and intentional part of the integrative STEAM education definition. It's not that way for everybody how they define it, but it is for integrative STEAM education. So it's a good place to start, but don't try to convert everything all at once. You'll grow, you'll go crazy. Baby steps, one lesson, one unit, one semester build. Well, thank you for all of your great insight, Dr. Guess, and all of your great advice. Um, we've covered so much about STEM and STEAM and Steamify and creativity, and <laughs> the list could go on and on. Yay! Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners? Is there anything that we missed? What, what can you leave us with? There's so much else I want to say. But I think probably the, the main thing is that we here at Augusta University are here for you. That's the big message. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. Respond. My email address is aguess, so A-G-E-S-S, -S, at augusta.edu. You can email me there, or you can email me at steamed, S-T-E-A-M-E-D. It looks like steamed. But say it's steam ed, steam ed at augusta.edu. We are your point people. Email us. Let us know what's going on. We will respond. Uh, come walk with us. Be a part of our journey. Yay. We're so excited that we've Yay. got this podcast going and that you were our <laughs> first person. I really think it's been meaningful to talk to you today so that our listeners can hear, you know, kind of where we're going with this and really know the root of why we are walking this journey for you, yeah. with you, with Yay. you, for you, about you, around you. No, it's about steam. It's about the kids. Absolutely. It's always about the kids. It's always about the so, kids. So thank you thank so much, you. Dr. Guess. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for letting us pick your brain for this first episode. <laughs> sure. And publicly right now, I want to say thank you 
to Amanda, to Jennifer, and Anne-Marie. Thank you for being a team with me. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast this week. And make sure to tune in next week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major listening platforms. For a podcast schedule, just Google Augusta University, room 366. We also want to give a huge thank you to our sponsors, the South Carolina After School Alliance and Steamify. Without them, none of this would be possible. See you next